saying I do was easy. I mean, it is till death do us part, right? Welcome to Date Mary Kill, a true crime podcast about not so true love. I'm Jackie. And I'm Nora. I did it. I made it through. Also, I was like, I don't know what button you're supposed to press, so don't look at me. I was like, where is the damn record button? But it's the same place it's always been. And over here silently screaming, looking like Charlie Chaplin and shit. (laughs) Like, what? I was flipping out. And then I almost lost it again. You made it out of the way through. I did. And then, yes, I am so proud of myself. Self high five. Bam. (laughs) We can give me a high five too. Come on. I know. I thought you were going to tell me high five and then you gave yourself a high five and I was like, oh. You're like, oh, I'm over here stealing all your lotion. I can't give you a high five. My bad. I'm just going to sell this strawberry pound cake. Yum. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so good. How are you doing? I'm peachy. No, you're strawberry. Because you stole my damn lotion and it smells like strawberry pancake. It does. All right. What? Yes, you were saying? I'm saying I'm good. I'm excited. What are you excited for? We skipped last week. Oh, yeah. Because of the Texas blizzard. Yeah. That's so so weird, right? It was crazy. So did you do anything interesting while you were like stuck inside? I mean, I know during COVID, everybody's like, oh, I'm stuck inside. Like I did this and I did that. But like we were literally stuck inside. No, nothing really. I mean. Same old, same old. We got a kid, you know. She keeps us on our toes. I mean, and she's kind of like unaware of stuff. So she was like, let's go outside and play in the snow. Oh, sure. Because she doesn't realize yeah. it's freezing and icy and there's no yeah. power and you can't get warm after going yeah. outside. You can't take a hot bath. You can't sit yeah. in front of your fireplace. You guys don't even have a fireplace. Yeah, I don't like fireplaces in the house. So I don't really care about that part. I always yeah. didn't either, but I'm so glad we had one. Oh, yeah. I bet it came now, clutch. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so toasty. Yeah. But I feel like our house, your house has a lot of windows, but I feel like our house is like just open and like our living room is right there by the windows. And the only place for us to really be is in the living room right there by those damn windows. Yeah. So it was drafty all the time. So your house probably didn't get as cold as ours did. Plus your, I like, don't know. Our, ours is a lot of open space and a lot of windows too, but um, yeah, I don't know. Because we, we have those three windows that are like kind of like your three windows in the living room. But your living room is smaller than our living room. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, and the house is like next to you or kind of like closer so you don't get all that wind and shit. Yeah. I mean, we're in between two houses, yeah. But like north and west. Like the the way wind was hitting, yeah, definitely didn't hit our house the way your house is hitting. Yeah, it's yeah. totally different. So, it's like we just got blasted. Yeah sucked well you have the two story behind you so like that's kind of nice is that house two stories i think so i mean because the top one can look over to your thing oh i'm gonna have to stop walking around my kitchen naked <laughs> or where do you well i bought that house so doing <laughs> what do you more? think i've been doing <laughs> the upstairs is completely a glass wall you can see straight bro- down just, into your kitchen. I'm going to buy it and break the entire back wall and put glass just so I can watch you all the time. <laughs> you can even put like a little <laughs> Outlook post that's like right up on our backyard or whatever. But I do in the mornings when I'm getting ready, I'll go in the kitchen and I'll make my lunch or whatever. And I'm just standing there in my underwear and bra. And I'm like, well, fuck you if you're looking because yeah. this is my house. Yeah. But if there are two stories, I mean, they could be looking. I'm going to have to start wearing sexier underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's the way you resolve that. 
Exactly. Yeah, it was rough. It was cool. I mean, it is what it is. It's in the past. It was definitely weird as fuck. I finally finished a book I've been reading for a whole last year. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah. Uh, was it good? No. Was it worth waiting the whole year? No. Oh. I didn't care for it. Well, okay. I'm not. Gonna... Is it the one that you ordered to my house like last year? No, we're not talking about okay, that no, book. No, I'm just saying. I know, but then everybody's going to be like, what book is she talking about? And then None I'm going to have to business. admit that it's the fucking Midnight Sun, which is like the other part of the Twilight Saga. And now everybody's going to know that I read all the Twilight books and that I enjoyed them and that I watched the movies almost every chance I can get, even though I've seen them like 600 fucking times. So thank you for embarrassing me, Nora. I mean, you went into detail. Did I though? Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I left out a lot. Okay, <laughs> there's so much more I could have said. <sighs> but I I read Supermarket by Bobby Hall. Was it good? Is <laughs> alright. It's not what you expected. It's not what I expected. I expected something a little bit different, and it's described as like a thriller and psychological. And it's like, oh, it deals with depression. It deals with like schizophrenia. Yeah. And I mean, they touched on the topic. But not in... I hate when you, like, buy a book that they, like, describe it. Like, every comment that you read is, like, they describe it, you know, by people like, oh, New York Times says it's this, this. Yeah. And then this says it's this, this. The <clears throat> Washington Post says it's this. Then you buy it. And it's, like, they said psychology once in the entire fucking book. What? Yeah. And it, it's, like... It, that's exactly how yeah. it was because they're like, oh, it's a psychological thriller. And I'm like, no, I figured out like almost everything. Like as soon but as I started. Write a book. Oh, I have three short stories that I'm working oh, on. Nice. I know they're so cute. Well, they're not cute, but. I want to read them. Okay. When they're done, I'll let you read them. Okay. Let's go. We'll call them science fiction. Yeah. Science fiction. Okay. Oh, so this book. It like touches on all those topics mm -hmm. and I didn't care for the writing. It didn't rope me in. It was very predictable. And the things that they touched on was like, the guy's like, Oh, I'm depressed. And like one of the things where they described like what he was going through was like, Oh, there was a bunch of dishes, you know, piling up in my room. And like, I hadn't taken a shower in weeks and I needed to shave my face. And it's like, I get that that's how depression is, like, described, you know, for the most part. It's like, yeah. oh, you don't want to do this or oh, you don't want to do that. But it's like, that's not all it is. Yeah. I think that people have, like, I think that's why people put themselves in a certain category. Like, oh, I'm not depressed because they're very functioning. Because it's like, oh, I'm not depressed. I'm doing everything that I do all the time. But, like, exactly. Like, some people, like, I am a well-functioned person. I'm not letting my dishes piled up. I'm not in bed 24-7. Though I wish I was. Yes. It's very hard to get up in the morning. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And like, but you're like, oh, okay, I couldn't possibly be depressed. They say that people that are depressed can't get out of bed. And right. And <clears throat> don't want to shower very often. And like, they put that in a certain box. So, yeah, I get what There's you're like saying. There's like that stigma attached it's, to it. And it's like, oh, word. you're depressed? Then you must not ever get out of bed. And you must 100%. not ever take a shower. And it's like. No, I do all of these things on a daily basis, and it's very painful for yeah. the most part. So I was excited to read it because I thought that it was going to touch on a lot of that stuff, and it didn't. And I guess one of the things that made me really think that he was going to dive into it is because, so Bobby Hall is a rapper. His name's Logic. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah. 
I don't like him. Music? As, what is this? I like him, but I don't yeah. like him as a rapper. Mm-hmm. I like the stories that he tells. So I wish that he would like do something else with them. Maybe not write another fucking book, but whatever. <laughs> so he has a song about suicide, mm-hmm. and it's called one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, which is the actual number for the suicide hotline. Oh, nice. So. You know, and his song really touches on it and stuff like that. So I thought this was going to be a lot more about that. And it wasn't. So maybe he'll take everything he's learned from this book and put it, write a new one and yeah. do something a little bit better. Because I you still lean on reading it? If he wrote another book? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I would because, like I said, I like him as a person. Yeah. I, like, I don't know, not, like, it doesn't resonate with me in any certain type of way like oh we both have anxiety so yeah, it's like yeah. oh we're soulmates no but <laughs> you know i just like him and he's nice and then he wrote that song about suicide because he wanted people to like be knowledgeable about it or hey it's out yeah. there or let's fucking talk about it so yeah that's one of the main reasons i read his book that's cool. and my story is not about suicide but it does contain talks of depression which is sometimes a major component of suicide Hundred percent, which is, they're just like hand in hand because you don't happy people don't kill themselves. <laughs> just I mean they could I guess, but well, and that's this usually that, it doesn't but that's happen. a stigma that, that that that's the thing that it's like oh no happy people don't kill themselves, but it's like you don't know if people are actually happy be, just because they're full functioning doesn't don't put that label on them because you don't know exactly there's <laughs> it's it's a huge thing for me yeah. especially when it comes to stuff like that so. If you feel depressed, please get help. If you are suicidal, please get help. And the number again is 1-800-273-8255. And there's also a hotline for substance abuse and mental health services administration. That's a mouthful. It has an abbreviation, but so it's S-A-M-H-S-A. I don't know. But the number is 1-800-662-HELP. H-E-L-P. I like it. Are you ready for my story? I am ready for your story. So Unless it. you want to hear what book I finished reading. It was about Israel Keys. It's called American Predator. It was pretty good. Who's Israel Keys? You don't know who Israel Keys is? He's a psycho. Is he? I've never heard. Yeah, he he um <clears throat> is like an Alaska native and he just like traveled all over the United States and he would like bury kill kids basically with like money and stuff like that. It's crazy. They caught him here in Texas. If you want to read the book, I've got it. It's really good. It's like it's a terrible book, but like it's well written and you like Sure. It's good. I liked it. But I've heard like I knew about Israel Keys before like I had read the book. Like I've heard him in different podcasts, but I liked the way that the book was written. I kind of saw him in a different angle. Huh. Still a psycho fuck, but you know. I can't read about kids. Oh no, he doesn't kill like little kids. How old are they? They're like. I thought adults. you said kids. No, I said his name. He kill kill kids. My bad. Oh, kids. K I T S. <laughs> no, every time it's so funny that you say that because every time like people ask me about like when I say something, they'll be like, "Oh no, I don't like serial killers because they kill kids," and I'm like, "No, I'm I'm empathetic. I can I have a kid. I cannot read about people killing kids. Like that's the worst." Mm-mm, but no, no, like kill it. kids. Oh. K-I- T.S. Well, I'm yeah. interested now. <laughs> yeah. Not that that makes it any better, but I don't oh, know. I thought you said kids and I was like horrified. I'm like, I'm not fucking reading that. Yeah. No, it's good. 
oh, well then maybe I'll have to borrow it. Yeah. I'm still recovering from reading that last book. It's making me not want to read anything. And I feel so bad because I'm not like, oh, your book sucks. But I don't know. It just wasn't for me. It could be for several other people. It obviously is for several other people. It just wasn't here. I feel you. We're here. Oh, okay. Let's hear your story. Lawrence Ripple wrote a note and left his house. After heart surgery in 2015, he just wasn't the same anymore. He became depressed. It's common after having surgery for people to fall into these feelings. Like any type of surgery or? Yeah. Okay. So Dr. Amy Vigliotti says it doesn't matter how large or small the operation is. The fact is you're putting your health in the hands of another person. This makes you extremely vulnerable and can trigger strong emotions. It's an invasion of your body and can be traumatizing. Pain, discomfort, the lack of mobility and dependency can be factors for causing the onset of depression. She also says that having an organ or body part removed can create a feeling of loss. Like I've literally never thought Honestly, about you that. saying these words, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. But it's it never crossed my mind. No, it hasn't. Because like, I would hate to feel like helpless. Yes. But I would have never thought of that. So now that you're saying, I'm like, that makes 100%. And can you imagine, like, even if it's just like a, you know, like a, I don't know, a little surgery where you're in the hospital for a couple of days. Oh, you can't get out of bed. You're on bed rest. And it's like, you're totally helpless. You're totally vulnerable. You can't do anything for yourself. You're relying on everybody else. So imagine if you were. Heart surgery like this. Yeah. When you're down for like in the bed for like three or four months. Like, what? Yeah. This blew my fucking mind. So before leaving his home, he told his wife that he would rather be in jail than at home with her. Oh. I was so sad. I felt I so bad for his wife. So he took that note he wrote and headed to the Bank of Labor. Terrible name for a bank, by I the way. <laughs> Handed it to the teller and then received $2,924. Since the note read, I have a gun, give me money. He then sat down in the lobby and waited for the police to arrive. Oh, so he was, like, literal about going to jail than being with his wife. Yes. That hurts even more. I know. Like, he wanted to be out so bad that that's what he did, and then he just waited. So the last detail was brought up in court, like, at his trial, because it's like, who robs a bank engine just, like, sits there? It's either, it's basically just a cry for help. Yeah. You know, in one way or another. Like, it's like, poor guy. So Lawrence's attorney asked for leniency a request that was supported by the actual teller he had robbed. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, I guess he scared the shit out of her, of course, because he's like, oh, yeah, I have a gun. Give me money. And he goes on to say later, like, oh, I didn't mean to scare her. Like, he was just super, like, remorseful about it. That's so crazy that the teller would be like, yeah, grant leniency. Yeah. Like, they were talking, like, and the, um, like, the VP of the bank. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Like, they were totally on his side as well. And I was like, oh, this poor guy. His health issues were noted. He had no criminal past. And despite what he said to his poor wife, their relationship was actually stable. It's like he was a stepdad to her four children. Like, everything was good and great. Um, But that's heart surgery just threw him all out of whack. He also never had a gun. The only thing I was going to ask, I was like, did he ever even show a gun? No. Because I can't see them granting leniency if they If he actually had like a damn, of course, if you're waving it around or whatever. No, the only thing they found on him were nail clippers and a hairbrush. Oh, he was an old man. (laughs) 
<laughs> just kidding. He was. He was 71. Oh, my God. Yeah. Aw. Pobrecito. Instead of the three years of jail he could have gotten, he was sentenced to six months of home confinement, three years of supervised probation, 50 hours of community service, and had to pay the bank $227.27. Some of that was because the employees had to leave for the rest of the day, so they had to make up like their, the hours. their time for them. <laughs> and then $100 went to a crime victim's fund. Lawrence has been properly diagnosed, is on the right medication, and feels like his normal self again. That's so mind-blowing. Right. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> well, because he had this, like, little... Life-changing... Surgery. Yeah. Like, totally, in so many ways. And it blew my mind when I read this, because I was, obviously, when I go... Look but also, stuff, like, but... don't you, like, go through t- s- statistics of shit, and it still changes your life? You know what I mean? Like, before I got LASIK, like, Devin would be like, the chances of something bad happen are billions and billions... <laughs> One to billions and billions, and I'm like, but the one. There's the you one. You know what yes. I mean? Like, could you imagine this is heart surgery? No. I would never imagine in the billions and billions of years. Ay, pobrecito. I would just, yeah. But also, like, let's think about the upside of this. Like, 90% of the time, they don't, like, handle these kind of situations in the way they did. Him or the... I mean, like, anybody. anybody. Yeah, in general, like, you know what I well, mean? Well, yeah, because it's going to have gone so wrong for him. Yeah. Like, you know, it, thank God he didn't get violent towards his wife yeah. or towards anybody else. Or thank goodness he didn't really have a gun. Yeah. And what if he would have shot the teller yeah. or himself or That's anybody? So like, it could have gone completely the other way. And, and then, the wife. Oh, the so poor lady. <laughs> um, oh, they God. did end up having to go to, like, court-mandated... um therapy yeah or what have you i guess they didn't say what it was for but i'm assuming if the, like their relationship was fine so maybe it was just for her to like understand what and cope yeah, 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 yeah. what he was doing or something yeah. i can't imagine my fucking husband going to rob a bank just to get the hell away from me <laughs> and, Shit. and then she gets dragged in on that hoe like now you have to go to couples therapy <laughs> it's like okay great larry <laughs> thank like, you she's like let me go rob a bank because i'd rather be in jail than be with you <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's crazy <laughs> so it did have a happy ending and i thought it was kind of i mean it was sad of course yeah. but in the end it all worked out and it was kind of funny because yeah. i mean we can laugh about it now but like <laughs> i just feel so bad for this lady and i can't imagine what this guy was thinking like yeah. this i'm getting out of this fucking house i'm gonna rob this bank and just sit here and wait for them to take me to jail that's crazy poor guy but yeah that's it i liked it so and then i wrote all this like other but it made stuff. me feel good like he literally just like you said was a cry for help i it mean was. it was a pretty extreme cry for help but like i think that that also goes along with the stigma of like we're looking for certain signs so we don't find those signs then we're just like oh no they're fucking crazy and we throw them in this box that like i don't know it sucks it should be better the system should be better the the way we look at each other should be better but sometimes that's not the case and (laughs) you just wanted help you do also like how would he ever know that that's what he wanted you know what i mean because he's like 
I don't know. I just feel fucking different all of a sudden. You know what I mean? You just fall into this whole different person. Yeah. Because it's not you. You're not the same. It's crazy. Well, I'm glad there was no murder in this. (laughs) (laughs) There was no murder. I liked it. That's why it's just true crime. Mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, anything could be a crime. He robbed a fucking bank. I like it. I like crime that doesn't. Also, I could just imagine, like, you know, when you go to the bank, they have those, like, dum-dum lollipops. Oh, yeah. Just imagine he gives this teller the thing. They give him the money. He, like, picks up a dum-dum, and then he goes and sits Over there sucking on his lollipop, rolling it around. Do you do that? Do you roll it in your... And waiting like, for the police. No, I, I, I suck at lollipops. I just bite them. You like, suck at lollipops? <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? That's I, funny. Lollipops, like, I just chew them. I don't really like sucking on candy. Oh, I, I do for the most part. Like, I'll chew them. But for the dum-dums, I like to, like, roll them in my mouth because then they hit my teeth and they yeah. make that horrible noise. I like that for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Beats me you what else did you write on there oh i was just saying the depression can also be different like in different people and there's different types of depression so there's clinical seasonal postpartum and just like a fuck ton others so there's no rule for it there's no there's no way to like read the signs or the triggers or yeah also like a lot of people just don't know that they're depressed because it's hard to accept something like that like we put this we've put like you said millions of times like like, we've put this label on it where it's, like, it's a bad thing to be depressed. Like, it's not. It's okay to feel shitty sometimes, and but we can do something about it. You know what I mean? And it's okay to have bad days. Yeah. And if you just find yourself continuously having bad days, then you should probably go see somebody. Yeah. Or, you know, talk, talk to, to somebody. somebody. Yeah. Text somebody. Say, hey, I need some help. Um. So instead of my Craigslist creepers, I have some places you can get help. I like it. Let's hear them. So have you heard of the Trevor Project? No. It's the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning youth. Their phone number is 1-866-488-7386. Can you say that again? 1-866-488-7386. And then there's... it's. Therapyforblackgirls.com, and it's therapy for black girls. You go, they talk about, you know, problems that the black woman faces, mental health. Um, They've just got a lot of resources there for people. And I feel like, yeah, as a woman, it's like, oh, we all have the same problems. But as a woman of color, you experience way more different problems than just the Typical. Just a typical woman, you know? It's like, yeah, we're all oppressed, but then there's like a different level of it for them. Yeah. And then also the postpartum support international. The phone number is 1 800 944 4773. And I like this one because you can also like text them. Mm -hmm. So it's like text in English and text in Spanish. So I was like, well, that's nice. Is there a number for the black? No, it's just um, the website. Oh, it's just a website. Yeah, what was the website, just, did you say? It's just the website. So it's therapyforblackgirls.com. Okay. So if you need help, get some help. Don't be like Larry. Don't rob a bank just so you can get away from your wife. Or if that's your cry for help, do you, I guess. Nobody died, so it's great. <sighs> what are the chances of that happening a second time? 
wouldn't it be really I want to say funny but fucked up if perhaps somebody took that story and was like I'm gonna go rob this bank let's see what happens if I can get away with it and they're like you know, if they don't get caught, it's like, cool, you got away with 50, 50 grand. But then if they do get caught, it's like, oh, I'm depressed. I just wanted to get away from my wife. So I robbed a bank. And it's like, sorry, you're not fucking married. Also, imagine these cops, that if he, if Trevor would, uh, what was his name? Lawrence. Lawrence. I don't know why he said Trevor. Because the, the Trevor website. Project yeah. for gay and lesbian and bisexual and queer and questioning. Um. He was like, I just want to get away from my wife. And then they meet his wife of a fucking saint. She's like the best person. They're like, okay, you're full of shit, sir. (laughs) You're a goddamn liar. Your wife is a fucking angel. Go back home. You owe us $227.27. Also, that's hilarious that they're like, oh, well, we had to send them home. So you got to pay whatever they, (laughs) the hours that they missed. That's cool. Um. I don't have a date murder kill. Date Mary kill. I do. I wanted to do the Charlie Angels, but also I'm just like, I like all three of them equally, so I find it really hard to pick. But you know, okay, Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu. Oh. <sighs> Damn. Like, I would want to marry Lucy Liu because she's fucking sexy and smart and just like, she's just like, really smart and I don't know there's something about her face that just makes me smile mm-hmm. then Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz seem like they should be a combo like you can't have one without the other yeah like I could have them both like a Twix <laughs> yeah you always get the left side and you always get the right side mm-hmm. cause I don't want to kill either I'd like to be the meat in the middle of that woman sandwich <laughs> same okay so let's just say that we're gonna marry all three of them okay after dating them but before killing them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't going to end it with that, but that's really funny. Um, okay. Well, that was fun. I liked that story. I know, right? I think this was... was a nice comeback from last week's not... coldness. Oh, I was like not being here. <laughs> not being here. We didn't time. have any power. Mm. We didn't have internet. We didn't have like... Nothing. We had nothing. nothing. No water. No food. Not... I had to spend time with our families. Guys. Had to. Almost robbed a fucking bank. (laughs) God, that was awesome.